Not but a few moments after Borda struck the blow to the necromancer, Spadefoot saw what that necromancer had urged him to look for. Spadefoot's still lying in the grass atop this ridge, eyes looking at the the opulent moon above shining lavender down on this nightscape. And very suddenly, it is covered in an immense shadow. The whole wild around you goes pitch black in a flicker, and an electrifying hot wind, layered and rigid, sweeps through, ripping apart the small stones and loose little branches of the trees into a torrent that cascades down the hill. You can feel goosebumps ripple out from your little crowd of spiritual revolutionaries as the dragon passes by above you somewhere in the night sky. Big. That's cool. What would you like to do? Take cover. <laughs> I was about to say, fucking hide. <laughs> Light a fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. At How the top hide? of a mountain. I'm going to pull the RPG out of my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Um, That's funny. I have a tactical nuclear device. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you guys really aren't taking the dragon seriously, huh? Uh, what are you, you going to do but do laugh, you know? Do? What do you want us to do? Like, we're, I don't know what I want you to do. What do you want to do? What do you want to do here? We, we, we all saw it, right? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Okay, can we tell what direction it flew in? Or is it, it is, just too dark? Let me tell you, towards Veermore. <laughs> it is flying like hot rainbow lightning, jagged through the sky, going faster than anything you've seen before towards Sunbeam. Oh. Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> whoops. We tried to tell him. Well, d- d- did we? Yeah. We've mentioned it many a times that it was only a matter of time before Sunbeam got hit. Well, we mentioned it in the meeting. I mean, well, maybe they made some type of preparations for that then. Mm. I mean, probably not. How far from Sunbeam are we right now? Ballpark, you know. <laughs> About one hour by the dragonflies. <laughs> oh. You can you can from this vantage point actually see the top of the two the three towers um the top of the two towers right are you gonna fly a dragon into one of the towers yeah it just occurred to oh, you know, to do know. a fantasy nine eleven <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's what's the date right now <laughs> in game <laughs> fucking shit I'll cut this out but uh, yeah, holy you have shit to. no we'll never forget yeah, it you might mm-hmm. want to do three towers. <laughs> You might want to just pop it. It is yeah, three towers, three yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, from this vantage point, you can see. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. From this vantage point, you can see the top of the three towers. You think maybe, what, an eight or nine day walk from here? Whoopsies. <laughs> we should turn back around real fast and warn them. No, we no. can't, but they're they're going to need help. We already warned them. <laughs> we could send some people back. We could. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if, okay. You know, we could. Be. I don't think that there's any way that we could get warning to them quick enough before the dragon gets there. We could use the door. Uh, that, we could use the door. <laughs> that's an option. I mean, like, I, I feel like personally, and this might be metagaming, but what if this is entirely designed to try and get us to turn away from Veermore? I mean, it definitely is. But also, like, <sighs> It's like, hey, guess what? If you continue where where you're going, Sunbeam's fucked, yeah. right? But if we don't continue to head towards Sunbeam, we're all fucked. Mm. I mean, 
I could just send a message in a bottle. So it'd be there in two days. Oh, the dragon's going to be there tonight. In, in like oh, 30 yeah. minutes. We, we are not saving them from this dragon. Un, un, no, that's like, not Even happen. if we use the there's door no, to get there immediately. There's no time. Somehow. There's no time. I mean, it, it doesn't, we can't do anything. We can't do anything right now. So the when I say to send people, I mean to help them recover from this attack. <laughs> Who? Who's going to help recover? They won't recover. I yeah, mean, my beautiful <laughs> town that we built. God nobody, damn it! Nobody likes sunbeam anyway. Just let it burn. Right. It's gonna run its course, right? Uh, it's it's like, like the it LA. had like fantasy trains that are like monorails. That's yeah. fucking stupid. Like just kill Eighties, but like, yeah. No, it's <laughs> like <laughs> actual years of work. Like four years. Well, right? you you did a bad job, Madeline. I know I did. <laughs> it was easy as writing down. What if dragon hit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, midnight, I was like, hmm, toppled it. Cool. I think we should. <laughs> you guys uh, want me to send a message in the bottle? Just be like, uh oh, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. Uh oh. Uh, My dad. Yeah. My Herbert Quinn Carver. Y'all okay? <laughs> I mean, the best thing we can do is move forward and get the things that we need to fight against the dragon. Well, right now, I mean, yeah, I agree. We can move forward because we know he's not there right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to echo is going to go up to Borda and ask her, because I assume everybody has seen this, right? Yeah, yeah. How's how's our crowd looking? Like, do you mean morale? <laughs> Bad. Yeah. I, I think there is, you know, a, a wave of caution. But at this point, like, these people, like, now crouched on the Stone Ridge have, have seen their share of your side of things. Like, a lot, there's not really a lot of fear in their hearts. Um, a lot of them... Uh, scattered and and took shelter behind some um, you know larger peaks and, and boulders, but it was more of a tactical move. Like Borda comes up to you with a stern face. Okay, so I think she just walks up to Borda and she says, um, "They're going to burn Sunbeam, and I don't think we can stop it." Do you? What do you want to do here? Do you? You guys still have your luggers? Yeah, yeah, right. The luggers are with you. Yep. Yeah, give me your luggers. They could fit two kids apiece, plus me. We go back. We're a pretty strong force to help rebuild. Because, I mean, like, you know, out of character, that's what I'm thinking about. It's they're not going to be just fucking gone. Mm -hmm. They're going to need help from able-bodied people, which we took most of them. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're going to need people there for for recovery. They're going to have to, even if recovery means they scatter, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to need people to to dig people out of rubble to like it's they they need they need some people. You thought you were going to be going alone anyway, and you still have people to help you at the watchtower along the way. It's evident to me that this is this is why we're here. Let us take your luggers. The rest of the people here can walk on foot behind us. We'll have two waves of people to to help rebuild. But Echo, you can't stop. We can't stop it. It's Echo just kind of turns and looks at the three of you and says, what do you think? Well, um, I've never actually seen Sunbeam. So I, up until now, I uh, thought it was literally just a Sunbeam. So a lot of people live there. It's going to be bad. Well, if a lot of people live there, that means there's a lot of people to defend it. I mean, let's, you know, let's take a step back from this and think about it. You know, the whole history of Lavinlin, which I'm sure you are all very refreshed on. Um, 
I mean, if you think about it, everything gets stronger every single time and there gets to be more and more people. And maybe this is just something that makes it stronger. I mean, people die. That's just what happens. You know, we're not we haven't just begun a journey and, you know, we're just sitting on a in a little cabin somewhere. You know, things have been happening. People have already died. More people are just going to die, but more people are not going to die if we get there in time. Echo does not speak. Uh, 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 what? No, it doesn't. It's no, fucked up. Now, what, 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 are you, what, are you, what are you suggesting? Are, are you suggesting we head that way? No, I think we should head to Veermore. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't know, shit's going to happen. Yeah, I know, but put it pretty dark. Uh, did I? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <clears throat> so do do we keep these people? <laughs> no, no, I I don't. I think, I think that they need to head home and, and help their neighbors and help their family. Because that, that was the question, was do we send these people <laughs> back or do <laughs> we keep them? Kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there. Sorry about that. No, we're not. We're not going back. We're not going back. No, no, we're not. no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> and, and I don't think it's our choice to 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 keep them a, a sinable way. I think that that's their choice, and I think that they they probably already had made that up in their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Echo says, "I think I'm really asking. Are you okay with losing your lugger?" I mean, that's fine. I, you know, spent uh, you know, like 120 years or so walking, so not a miss granny, but. So where are our luggers? Just kind of tied up somewhere? I assume they've yeah. just kind of been like rolling with the camp, yeah, right? I would yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember a moment where you guys were like, go on, Jimmy, be free. You yeah. Know, I don't really remember that. Maybe that happened, but uh, I, think so. I don't think it, it did. No, nah, I don't so. think it did. We may have put them in stables, <laughs> but I don't think we did. They were at the yeah. Battle of the Crimson Tower because that's <clears throat> how we got in there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we got three luggers. Yep. How many can we... Wait, how many? What? where's E's lugger? Fucking with E. Oh, E took off on? Oh, okay. Why the fuck would he not? I don't know. You didn't cinematically say... Walking for squares. Loose in the wind. He takes off on his lugger over the hill. It's, you know, I didn't say anything like that. Yeah, we so. didn't narrate any of that. I literally, like, in my head, he just, like, shrugged his shoulders like, and, like, casually walked away into the woods. <laughs> like, flicked everybody off and was like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Walked backwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Borda's gonna get on... <laughs> Gonna get on Granny. Mm-hmm. Actually, the rest of the kids are gonna pile up, and the rest mm-hmm. of the people are gonna walk behind, mm-hmm. and uh, they are Can going we get to, to keep our moon elf. Yeah, of course. As it stays with us, with no, of course, of course. No. Oh yeah, no, As no, no he's, he's back. He, yeah, <laughs> um, he's he's trapped. <laughs> Borda gives one more slow look to the five of you, you and Ezek. Hmm. I salute. Herbert's like rubbing Granny on the snout. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'll talk, try and take good good care of her. Um, she's got to lick your face. It's really weird. Yeah. Don't don't let her lick you in the mouth. It's, she'll she'll try that. I will take your advice to heart. Yeah. Echo just puts her hand out to Borda. You're shaking your mother's <laughs> hand. Nope. Good job. It's been a good one. Yeah. <laughs> good job. She uh she gives you a firm farmer shake, and then they pull away from you. Echo does like you know touch her head to. To her lugger was it series yeah yeah after the moon yep <laughs> kind of touches her head to its head oh god are they gonna have to pass back through fucking uh next swamp to get back over there i think they'll figure it out they can they can go around <laughs> if they're on lugger. they could just go through the sunder all that like like that shade squid or whatever that was like down there it's it's probably really bored and you know asleep or something it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they pull away from you in the middle of the night and 
the luggers and your folk are gone, and now you are alone with but just Ezek on foot for the rest of the journey. Well, this is fun. I mean, we can still make good time. Echo is going up to the highest spot she can find. Okay. She's watching, watching Sunbeam. <laughs> oh my god, that yep. was really fast! Like 11 minutes? What is it? <laughs> she doesn't know how fast he can go. Mach 5. That would be really fucking funny, though. You you look out over the dark expanse of the forest, and uh, and you see the three towers, red, green, and blue, um, very faintly <laughs> illuminated from below, from the... The great glowing boulders. <laughs> that which... shit's totally fucked. Yep. Oh my god. All oh, those books. God damn it. What's your next move? Uh, sleep. Yeah. Oh, I just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I mean, yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, just mechanically speaking. Tapped out. I have nothing. Yeah. Tapped out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are you going to argue? Like, are you going to argue? What? We need to sleep. I mean. We got to sleep. We have to. Yeah. That's where we were like left off last time i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. is like we needed to sleep what the fuck what are you what are you grinning at i'm just let us in on the I'm joke laughing that's at myself right about now. this like this flashback kind of to the to the pale war like i could just echo's not going to sleep yet oh my oh, fucking lord okay, <laughs> staying up echo honestly she's got some shit she needs to do mm, okay well just keep in mind we're gonna need some mana and stamina for tomorrow mm-hmm. it won't take long yeah all right well, Herbert goes to sleep. Okay. After making another potion. <laughs> nice. Okay. Got to make sure to get that in there. Oh yeah. So everybody's gone to sleep. Everyone no. is. I will. I will stay up with you because I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I mean, Echo's laying down. She's on the ground. <sighs> I'm just laying down. She is. I'm just laying down with a flame in my hands. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Flame in my hands, doorknob in my pocket. God damn. Are you going to fuck with the doorknob? No. I'll just lay awake. I don't think I can necessarily sleep after that. Mm, okay. I'm still not used to sleeping. Uh, after a, about, I would say, 20, 30 minutes of just laying there, Echo sits up and uh, is is spadefoot visibly awake. I'm just staring at the sky. Okay. She says, uh, I'm going to take a walk. I'll be back. She gets up and walks off into the woods. Don't get lost. She just walks. I was just going to take a walk Up a short clip. kind of just off in, in one direction. Doesn't really matter. She's just walking. I'd say she walks for about 45 minutes in just one direction. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a while. She's, she's pretty far away. Looking for a clearing of some sort, you know, nice flat space. Okay. I think about 45 minutes into it or a ridge top or something like a bald. Yeah, a a bald is found. Oh, I mean, if you're looking for a bald, I think that these ridges that you're on have a number of those. Right. Right. So I mean, it do, wouldn't even have to be a 45 minute walk. She just finds the right one, I think. What feels like this is the place that I want to hang out at for a second. Gotcha. What's it look like? Oh, man. You guys ever been up Andrew's Bald mm-hmm. in the Smokies? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Mm. Just this kind of large, open, green space, very big. Uh, that slopes downwards a little bit. So you have this vista of the hills rolling out into the distance. Mm. And uh, she's going to sit down on the ground, takes a knee, you know, sits down on both knees and unshoulders forget-me-not. And she just looks at it, studies it a little bit, because she hasn't really done this in a while. And she has a lot of respect for this for this 
this weapon and this artifact. Mm. So she takes a look at it, you know, and then she closes her eyes and she just tries to feel the weapon itself. Like what, what magic is here. And cause she knows there's magic present here. It's, it has to be, you know, mm. it's Galadriel's bow. She's meditating. You feel your mind's eye like filled with a glistening black. And I think that there's that steadiness of almost looking like looking at like a pool of dark water for over an hour. And then suddenly in a jolt, unexpectedly, there is this blossoming of sharp blue petals that spring out of the dark and jolt you awake. In that moment of awakening, you see that the forget-me-nots have split out of the grains of the bow's wood and cascaded up your arm, like constricting it to the hand that does not fire your your normal right. hand. And you feel it like almost become a part of you. But then very quickly in the night, in the shades of gray, mix-matched, the flowers die and wilt as if being urged through their life cycle and like flicker in a storm of ash off your arm and disappear. Hmm. Wonder what that means. I think, uh, I think with that, she sits for a little bit longer, just a few minutes, and then she does get up and make her way back to camp. And uh, Spadefoot's still awake. Mm hmm. Same place you left him. She sits down. And then she says to Spadefoot, she describes that to him. It's probably not good, but I don't know. The cycle of life isn't necessarily inherently bad. You know, things die. Again, I'm going, I'm going back to this things <laughs> die. And I'm really, you know, I'm really not trying to be grim, but I guess it is. So I guess I'm going to go on a tangent. The flowers died. And that's very unfortunate. Um, has I, have they done that before? It's uh, the flowers have never been physical before. Well, I mean, what was the purpose of what you just did? To try to understand more about the design of this, this at this point, almost ancient forgotten artifact. I would like to discern the bow. Um, what are the purpose of the flowers of the actual purpose of the forget me nots on it? The purpose of the flowers. Mm -hmm. I think the flowers would have to be there for you to be discerning it. Right? Well, I mean, you said there's etched in flowers, right? Uh, there are, but I but think that's I can, just part of the bow right now. It's not its own mm, thing. Yeah, but I think I can. I think Spadefoot can sense what these flowers would be and what the bow is um, in terms of purpose. This is like like the wishes, almost uh, a handshake. This is. I mean, the whole point of this bow is to encapsulate the magic of the the grit and the strength and the values that were in the former fighting generations, those ancient folk that did take up arms in times like this. It is like this bow is a connection from that generation to this generation. It is a, a distant message, a shot into the dark future to reach Echo. And those flowers are a reflection of that. When she's calling up on the past, that's, that's Galadriel reaching out and shaking your hand. I think you should just think about it some more as you go to sleep. You need to sleep too? Yeah, it's weird. 
I don't, I mean, like, do you just lay here? I've mm-hmm. only done it a few times. You just lay here and then. Awful. You, she trails off. She says, do you have dreams? Mr. DM, sir, do I have dreams? Look at me. If you haven't had dreams yet, then you haven't had dreams yet, I suppose. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, it's when you sleep and your brain, your mind gets bored and it has to occupy itself. I don't know if that's possible. I dream. I'm going to go to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to sleep now because there's a dragon uh, obliterating a city right now and we're just going to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Well, if we don't sleep, then we probably die in Veermore. So that's fair. We could still die in Veermore even if we don't sleep, though. <laughs> well, we could trip on a rock and hit your head. But I got this mask on still. I don't know that. Well, you could <laughs> you could wear that mask until it finally constricts your face enough to the point where you can't breathe. That is a fair point. Totally oblivious to all illusions. <laughs> <Just one. laughs> I don't I don't understand language. I understand speaking. I don't understand language. You're welcome. You can't be sentimental with Spadefoot. Not right now. No, she's not being sentimental. She's just talking. She says, I am going to go to sleep. Good night. Have dreams. If you have a dream, you should tell me what that's like. I would be very curious to oh, know God. what a what a what a fawn's dreams are like. That's a great question. Good night, Spadefoot. Good night. Now that I'm horrified. Yep. What does that mean? Morning breaks in a cacophony of light and sound. It is <laughs> it is the last roar of of fall. Um, the cicadas are are screaming. The the wind is howling. There's a sharp and steady wind that's not quite frigid yet today is the this morning rather is the first day of winter you waken alone save for ezek who shoots you all a wary and almost confused glance he had gotten used to this menagerie of folk that that acted as your shield and companions and you can see there's like a a mask of a small loss on his face as he rises to his feet, dusts off his white and lavender cloaks, and looks out at the path ahead, which is our next topic of discussion. Where would you guys like to go from here? What's your travel route? So we had planned on going to Watchtower Watch Harvest. Watchtower Harvest. Yep. Yeah. God, sorry. I literally couldn't remember. I was <laughs> I like, what? Watchtower? Mm-hmm. What's up? Uh, what? <laughs> did I really do that? <laughs> Spadefoot yeah. still have his watchtower pin? Oh, yeah. It's just right on his fucking poncho. It's like yep. Echoes is <laughs> hanging in, in her his hair. skull. <laughs> it's an earring now. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's close by. I think that's within like a three-fourths of a day or, or half a day if you if you keep a steady jaunt, which, I mean, you're well-rested, so you can do that. Um, you can um, get to Watchtower Harvest in a, in a couple hours, you know, or a few hours, rather. Is the Necromancer's body still here? Yes. Is there a cliff nearby? <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. on top of a cliff. Right? I got something for He's this. tossing down the ridge. Echo just walks over to him. She says, we're going to leave, I think. It's time to move, but I want to handle this real quick. And uh, she walks over to the necromancer's body, makes sure he's clear all around him. Clear all around him. Like there's no uh, sticks or kindling around him. Ah, yes. I would say so, yeah. This is going to smell bad, isn't it? In the past, oh. she has... Uh, she says some words for people, right? That she buries or sends off. She says nothing for him. <laughs> Just spits on him. She doesn't later. spit. She thinks about it. Oh she thinks God. about it for a second. But <laughs> she walks over and she looks over at you guys. She goes, this isn't going to be pleasant. 
So if you want to start walking, I'll catch up in like five minutes. Yeah. Like Herbert walks over to Ezek and like puts a hand on his shoulder and says, come on, let's go. I hope you uh, got some good sleep, even though uh, last night we saw the dragon. And uh, anyways, yeah, let's go. Probably don't want to smell this corpse that Echo's about to burn. She's what? <laughs> yep. Uh, we can figure out breakfast on the way. <laughs> My God! Once they're all, (laughs) yeah. Once they're all kind of clear of it, she's just been staring at him like there's this deadpan kind of rage, you know. And then she just puts her hand on his ankle and just alights him and just keeps going. Mm. Just this bonfire. Render the fat. Gwydion Hunback. He's standing there with you watching. She burns until there is only ash. Oh, that reminds me. Before Herbert walks out from the small campfire that we had, I assume we had a campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Herbert pockets like a couple handfuls of ash and puts it in a small pouch. Yeah. Okay. Not corpse ash, just regular wood. <laughs> yeah, just regular, regular wood, wood ash. Wood ash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Noted. The journey to Watchtower Harvest back to your original stomping grounds <laughs> um, as agents of the Watchtower is a calm and pleasant one. Oh. I do want to add real quick. I think that when that is done and it's time to catch up, Echo turns around and looks at Gwydion because you said Gwydion stayed behind, right? Yeah. And she says, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you done? Yep. All right. She we just should get going. Starts walking, yeah. falls in next to you. <laughs> okay. I just okay. wanted to check in with Gwydion. Okay. We're going. The journey to Watchtower Harvest, your original stomping grounds <laughs> is calm and steady. It's uh, it's a path that you are pretty familiar with at this point, and the the wind and the cold, though, starting to form a frame on your skin and mm-hmm. um, you know lapping underneath your clothes, is at first uncomfortable, but then refreshing as you get closer and closer to Yaddle's coast. You start to smell the sea salt, and you start to see like a rumbling gray wave of clouds above you which at first is dreary but as it points out it will be good cover if the dragon is to return mm-hmm. and before afternoon hits you breach the clearing of a thick ring of hemlock and oak and into the the grounds the courtyards of watchtower harvest azantica is here oh good with mm. a little pile of cold ash that she has just thrown water across mm-hmm. and off to her left on a stump is what appears to be a uh, sitting down with like a staff that he's resting on what appears to be an elderly but very fit man in the garb of the crimson crown hmm. and she kind of smacks her hands and says oh well look the man himself and the rest of you, I suppose. <laughs> Good to see you too. Her flexes. Hey. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I haven't bathed in days. <laughs> I see morale's up. Oh my God. Well, Good. incorrect. <laughs> yeah. And you, look at you. She kind of saunters over to Spadefoot as she's like restringing her it's bow. Me. She's still like looking at you, but she's got her bow down on the ground. She's restringing it. Could you make yourself useful and. No. Yeah. That's uh that's sass that I picked up. Yeah, this, Please don't this, hurt me. This is the new sassy uh <laughs> spadefoot. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> that is a turn that I did not suspect. <laughs> anyway, would you be so useful as to go and get some more firewood? 
you've got about six months of work to to make up for <laughs> as a member of Watchtower. I expect you to get to it. That we are we are Watchtower. Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> that's my, right. Yep. Uh, before we set I off, my job Watchtower? here was getting drunk. Oh my god. <laughs> Spayfoot, I'm kidding. It's very good to see you. And she gives you a hug. He's panicking about the wood. He's like. <sighs> <laughs> We have plenty of firewood. Are you sure? Yes. Spent the whole night getting firewood. By yourself? I, I'm a strong woman. <sighs> but I was supposed boy. to help you. We were supposed to help you. Oh, my God. A whole year. A whole year. We we're supposed to do what? What did we do? I We're doing Watchtower. Are over. we still doing Watchtower stuff? We we have been, yes. Mm-hmm. This, this whole I thing. I definitely haven't. <laughs> killing, uh, killing a dragon, I would say, maybe... Normally a little outside of the purview of Watchtower, but like I desperate said, times. Right? My uh, my job here was getting drunk. Mm. At least that's what I thought. It I was. guess my job was uh, hanging out with Arlo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why Didn't there used to be a monkey here? Yes, the, an ape. An ape. An ape. Where's Zoat? Yeah, it's a good question. What do you guys want to do here? Uh, Herbert heads straight <clears throat> into a, like into the tower after you know obviously like. You know, giving a, a Zontag a hug, and he's like, hey, "Hang on, I have to go check the stores," and like, <laughs> like jots into the tower and like heads upstairs to like go and like see if like the food storage, the rum storage, like <laughs> all this stuff has been like picked clean by the Crimson yeah. Crown. But why uh, is the rum gone? Why is the he rum fucking gone? stole yeah. words from my mouth? Yeah, most all of that has been, in fact. Not just like picked clean, but you've seen like new shipments of stuff have mm-hmm. come in and then picked clean as well. There's mm-hmm. like a, a, it is like this level is just a dark and abandoned like pile of refuse. Yeah. Can you roll from, from the outside? Everybody just hears Herbert just scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like a muffled scream through the stone. Can you roll wit? I sure can. Echo is uh, staying outside because I want to talk to this crimson. Gentleman. Ooh, that's not great. Uh, how about a seven? Seven. Yeah. You find a single old like square bottle with maybe like two sips of mead in it. It's gone. <laughs> and he, he just throws it on the wall. Oh <laughs> just de- down it and then just. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Okay. Echo, you're walking up to the crimson gentleman. Yeah. I think she would say, and you are. Hello. My name's Alistair. Alistair. Mm, not missing at all. What is, uh, I don't. She looks to Azantica and she says, like, when when did the Crimson leave here? Uh, well, they haven't really. Up north to Jack Snap is still Crown Town. Okay. It's not that they haven't got news. It's just that they're not giving it up. And, uh, you know, with the king dead, that's those reins are going to fall to somebody. And if old Herbert didn't take them, then other people are vying for them. Alistair, however, heard the news and took his uh, opportunity to, 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 to leave the, the Crown. Yes, I'm, I didn't often uh, really reflect on the crown kindly. It was simply a position. I, I was a scribe and a, and a sorcerer, but here I am. I, I suppose you would call me an, an early defector. I was, I was aware of Carver's work long before um, he took the tower. I suppose that you're partially responsible for that as well. You must be the Witch of Eastwood that I've heard about. Yeah. That's fun. It's good to see you. You've helped people in a way I think that will be difficult for you to realize. I mean, you've helped people like me who were sort of trapped in a situation they didn't want to be a part of. Um, it is, I suspect, surprising to you. It is. It is. It's, it is surprising to see the impact that we're having in 
in ways that were not expected. Here I am. My life is for the better. Um, my skills can be used for good gain for the whole of Yaddle. And uh, I feel a sense of righteousness in my heart. Hmm. Hmm. The, I think she she kind of looks at her feet for a second, right? <laughs> and she pulls him. out a gun. <laughs> um, and uh, she says, Alistair, take a walk with me real quick. Well, all right. And, and she up. walks towards the tower. So you're going to murder him, right? No, she walks gonna, towards the watchtower. So we're going to... I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to get him, you know? And uh, she pokes her head in the tower. She says, Herbert, do you hear her say anything? Probably. You probably just hear, like, rummaging and, like, things falling over. <laughs> I know you're busy, but can I borrow you for a second? <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, I'm not finding anything worth a damn up right here right now. So yeah, Herbert comes out of the tower. She looks over at Alistair and says, Crowley. I <laughs> I don't necessarily mistrust you, but in our line of work, I think you understand that I need some assurances. So I need you to swear to us that we can trust you. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. And uh Herbert sticks his hand out like for a handshake. Oh. You're nothing's going to hurt here. It's fine. Just we're just talking. As That's he it. meets your handshake, he's he's like, oh, and then you're Herbert Quinn Carver. And then like as he stands it, sticks his hand up. Herbert wraps his pinky around his pinky. You know, and he says, "My name's Herbert Quinn Carver. Uh, and if uh, you like to help people, you can be my friend." Cute, wholesome. I would like to be your friend. With his hand still joined, he says, yep. "Cool." And then he like. Moves it into an actual handshake, and she says, "Sounds like he's was, good." That was enough for me. I didn't realize it was you. I, I, I mean, I saw your face. My nose is much smaller than they thought. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's an honor to be in the presence of of your lot. This is very interesting for me. Hmm. I, I I think that it's difficult for me to properly describe my path. But as I as I told the witch of Eastwood here, I, here I am. I would hope that. You would welcome me uh, as much as the Watchtower has welcomed me. And you're, you're Gwydion. You're Gwydion of... Uh, I'm from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> With his hair back. God damn. Gwydion of Veermore. I, <laughs> you fucker. We've oh. actually met before. When oh. have we met? I, I attended a... I attended One of your a, TED Talks. Right. <laughs> I mean, basically, I attended a, a, uh, a chanting... And an oration a long time ago. I think you were quite young in Veermore. You know they they allow emissaries in sometimes. Um, a long time ago, when I was a member of the the Alabaster Academy, I made a voyage across the the continent to to see uh, to see your people chant and orate. It was quite the. It may be just another day for you, but it was quite the turning point in my life. It's it's good to see you. That's. Really nice to hear. Those are good memories I'd kind of forgotten about. It's good to see you too. It's a real honor to see someone that's witnessed that. Hopefully, maybe one day you can come back and there'll be more than just me and we can, you can witness another one. Hmm. The remembering of current state of fear more also falls over Alistair's face and he kind of hangs his head down. He, it seemed as though he was cheerful and then he, mm -hmm. Gwynion reminded him of it, but there's still this like, resolve um to him and he says i would be most honored to to do that i would be most honored thank you for feeling 
the way you do about it. But don't worry. I think that I think those days will come again. Don't be too downtrodden. I know it's hard, but I think that I think there'll be more days like that one day. We just have to keep moving forward. One day. And then you hear from the doors, one day, certainly. And you see coming out Who dat? of Watchtower Harvest. <laughs> Zote. Is Zote. Oh, my God. oh, shut up. I was just goofing. In this patched pink jumpsuit, this long pointed red beard. He has three scars that are certainly from different, different incidents that run across his face in strange lines. And he's walking on a like half bent hand carved staff and he's walking towards herbert Hmm. and he says one day because pain is temporary and loss is temporary it shan't be forgotten but you must remember that it is temporary life is an ebb and a flow and he approaches you herbert and sticks out a hand Mm -hmm. and in that hand is a full bottle of rum Oh, nice. Oh, my old friend. It is how good it is to see you. <laughs> it is so, so good to see you. I've I, saved this. In I a, was so worried about you. I saved this in my secret hiding place just for you because <laughs> I knew you, you'd come back. I, have you just been hiding here through the whole occupation? A bit of hiding, a bit of fighting, a bit of scrapping. It's been difficult for me to. It's been a process of change. Poor guy. Yeah. He's well, been through some shit, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, no point in uh, letting this bottle go to waste. To be clear, now Echo is doing what Herbert was doing. She's looking for cheese, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's all molded, and it doesn't stop Echo. She just keeps finding moldy cheese and hucking it out the windows. Or stuffing it in her hair. <laughs> I'm going to go through Arlo's office. Uh, okay, you burst into Arlo's office where she is. Oh, my God, she's here? <laughs> yeah, we sent her here. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And she's got like papers, papers and maps scroll down and stuff, and you burst open. She Boom. points a flintlock <laughs> pistol at you like, really fucker. quickly, and then like rips a drawer open and slams it in the. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna read that <laughs> just in one fluid My motion, gun? like gun out. Up, oh, it's just uh, yeah, right. gun back down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought great. she put papers in the desk. One then you're here to intrude. Um. Well, actually, I kind of wanted to make sure the art was still here. Shouldn't your lot be halfway to Veermore? This is technically halfway to Veermore. Good point. Um, how can I be <laughs> I am looking at a map, and it is uh, halfway to Veermore. <laughs> Are all of you here? Is, is Echo here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. You nervous? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would I be nervous? Her mouth is like hugely open. Like, you can hear, you hear down below, you hear Echo going like, there has to be some. <laughs> Just something, right? Spadefoot, there's no cheese in this building. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem like a me problem. This seems like a you problem. <laughs> I know this building inside and out. You're new here. I can hide and you can't. <laughs> Plus, I have a gun. <laughs> also, what's on your face? And <laughs> Like, what's going on? Um, I'm not really sure. I've kind of just been avoiding it. I put the mask on because I thought it would be interesting and it would be beneficial in the moment. But <laughs> now it just kind of hurts. What? What What? What mask? Why do you have this mask on? What is this mask? It's made out of clouds. Oh, my God. Listen. The world is doomed. <laughs> a lot of things have happened. She and I've up. made a lot of poor decisions. She stands up and looks out the window. <laughs> the world is indeed doomed. She just kind of nods her head. <laughs> Shit. Um, Actually, you know, not to be, you know, <laughs> you know, all gloomy and doomy, but um, uh, I, I'm pretty sure 
Zale has completely destroyed Sunbeam at this point. Well, we can find out if that's true or not. We can go up under the roof and take a take a look. Um, oh. But I, I spade foot. And she like turns around um, kind of laughing. And she's like, I can't uh, find myself to be sad or angry or upset anymore. I, it's just I've run out of that. The well is dry. So, so I think he just goes up and gives Arlo a hug. Oh, OK. OK. That's OK. I'm right there with you. <laughs> It's all action from here, and she just kind of goes silent. Are the paintings still here? Paintings are still here, scattered about. Some are hung up. Some are rolled up. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you want to go onto the roof and see if Sunbeam is, you know, a smoldering mess? I suppose that would be our next step. It's not a great greeting, but it's better than uh, be down here with Echo without any cheese. (laughs) Right. I I assume that you all are... um, in quite the rush, so it would be good to, mm-hmm. to say hi to her beforehand. But um, Well, you go ahead. I'll look up on the roof. Okay. We don't need two eyes for this, or four eyes. Passes you the spyglass in the cool. leather case and, like, takes a little <laughs> notch off the ladder and, and folds it down to where you have access to the roof. And wow, she that's cool. Kind of quickly gives you a nod mm-hmm. and rushes down to, to the courtyard where this sort of, like, small, uh, kind of joyous... Uh, if not melancholy, party is happening outside at this point with with wine mm. and rum and rum. Sorry, yeah, the cork's gone. Herbert like popped the cork and just chucked it into the woods. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that bottle ain't surviving. You don't mm-hmm. need it. Mm-hmm. And you see Arlo kind of like sprint out for just a few feet out of the front door and and looks over at you, Echo. Echo turns to her and Echo smiles just a little bit, and she. Uh, she walks over to Arlo and she says, is there any cheese? She takes out from behind her back a little wrapped bit of waxed paper and unfurls it. And inside is a small cube of cheese. And she passes it to you. <laughs> she says, actually, this is from Sunbeam. I, I sort of foresaw this happening. And so <laughs> there it is. It's maybe a few bites. I think uh, Ego takes it. She sits there and looks at it for a second and then. She says, um, we couldn't save them. And she starts to tear up a little. She puts a hand on your shoulder and she just says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to do our absolute best. We're going to do our absolute best. She kind of, yeah, yeah, we will. She says, you want me rum? Zote had rum. Yeah, now I do. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Zote had rum and now Herbert has rum. So, so no one has rum anymore. <laughs> no, there's still rum. <laughs> she will extend a long arm that is holding a thimble. <laughs> mm-hmm. it it seems just, does it look like a nice thimble? Yeah, it's a pretty nice thimble. Herbert knocks it out of her hand. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Here you go. <laughs> what the Come fuck? On. And she grabs the neck of the bottle and takes a big swig and then passes it back to you. Yeah. There we go. I think we're pretty low on rum. I was just trying to be conservative. <laughs> oh, I know. You could take sips. We don't, have to be, don't have to be fancy about it. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Zote. Yes. I need a wrought iron hammer. A wrought iron hammer we could do. And he uh, starts moving his way up the tower away from you, and maybe 15 minutes passes before he comes out with a white cloth wrapped around a very fine wrought iron hammer. Mm-hmm. Ironically, um, it has the stamp of an upside down crescent embedded in its top shut up that's hilarious uh, i mean it's like upside down sorry it's the re- it's the the reverse order it's from it's from alamanders 
Ah, it's okay. He'll just hold it upside down. <laughs> Echo, this cheese isn't that bad if you eat around the mold. And Gordian's like kind of oh, okay. about 50 feet away from you on like a ledge dangling his legs like a kid eating piece of rotted cheese. Oh, boy. He's got like a pile of rotted cheese. I assume he's, he's been gathering it he's up as like, Echo throws it out the window. Yeah. I'm the sticky cheese king. <laughs> That is the cheese Where's my cheese? Oh my lord! Thanks for all the nasty cheese. I'm the cheese squire. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sing you a song about cheese. Okay, can you roll mine? Okay. <laughs> yeah, can you roll mine for that food poisoning? That's about the shit out of your um, asshole right now. <laughs> while uh, while this seven. is going yeah, on, uh, Herbert, it's going to ask uh, <laughs> oh. about uh, how they are on supplies and funds here. Right, I'm, I'm the quartermaster, yes. Um, <laughs> well, after most of them fled, I've, I've only had about two weeks to, to do my best. I mean, we have good rations. I've pulled a lot from the garden, a lot of preserves, a lot of old storage that I knew about and they didn't. I think that we can hold this for, I think we can hold this for another five or six weeks before we have to start really worrying. Uh, okay. Is there still uh, supplies going to and from Ghoul's Crest? How is Ghoul's Crest? To and from Ghoul's Crest from here? Yeah. So it's like, looks around oh ghoul's crest i thought you meant monolith and i was like he was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> have i formed a supply chain between here and monolith yeah um, <laughs> he's like uh-huh he says yes at this point the supply line to ghoul's crest is re- reestablished, and hopefully they've been, a- been able to uh, rebuild some they've had a lot of time to do so but the crown from jack snap has also been up their butt a bit so it hasn't Ooh. been as fast or as steady as we had hoped for but it is it is happening is happening. It would be a good sturdy stop if you need to pull back from Veermore for any reason. No, well, just curious. Um, so, well, anyways, I don't know what I was thinking. This rum is very good. Uh, haven't had any in a while. And Herbert like pulls out his coin purse and like he's gonna pass off like two hundred gold or not two hundred. I like my well, fuck. Where am I gonna spend yeah, my fucking gold? Do, so yeah, two hundred gold. And it's like okay, we need to get. I know we haven't had funds coming in in here in a while, mm-hmm. and your campaigners have been out mm-hmm. here, uh, you know, looting corpses and uh, and and tombs. So uh, it's got to go back. So you're talking to Zoe, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I can certainly make this work. He's got like a little bit of a glint in his eyes with the with that that massive amount of gold. He says, "Yeah, you you have been busy, huh? Good to see that you you all went through the ringer and got something out of it. I got uh." A steady diet of pickles, <laughs> nasty, gross pickles, and and a few spare beatings. So it's it's good it's good that it wasn't all in vain, you know. Oh my fucking god! Mm. He's smiling about it though. He's like kind of sticking his tongue out, like feel guilty, man. Yeah. Feel guilty that I I hid inside of a pickle barrel for six months, bro. Hell yeah! Echo is overhearing this, and she holds up her right hand, and she says, "I lost this hand." <laughs> I'm impressed with your ability to regrow limbs. <laughs> it's Herbert's ability. That's weird. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow. She Echo's had a couple of drinks of rum at this point. <laughs> yeah. So she like walks over to Zote. Setting things on fire. <laughs> she walks over to Zote and like pulls up the sleeve and shows him that weird scar mm, around her wrist. Yeah. 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 Glad that worked. Yeah, I didn't think it would. Trying to tip the scales of guilt because when you left here, I was, you know, kind of just a deranged, like, uh, 
quartermaster. It's kind of a butt of a joke sort of thing going on. And now I'm kind of a hard ass. So, I mean. No, I was just. Clearly. And like Herbert like slaps him on the stomach. Like, <laughs> like, I, can, I can feel like these abs right here. My yeah. goodness. It's just pudge. Yeah. It's like, listen, I've been through some. He kind of puts his fist up. He's like, I'm kind of an adventurer now. I'm kind of a campaigner, you know, like you guys. You got any moves? Spaceship falls off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's actually see what's going on. Yeah. There. Uh, don't worry. I'm having a fucking panic attack, I'm sure. You clamor up the... Uh, it takes a whole 15 minutes to get up the ladder. <laughs> what? Goodness. Because I'm of just, your goat legs? I'm just fucking with you. You clamor up the ladder. <laughs> Is Spadefoot also scared of heights? Spadefoot no. don't ladder. Spadefoot's just a fucking goat. Yeah. You clamor up the ladder onto the roof and... Um, Sunbeam is, you can see two towers. I think that everybody suspected some sort of sound, um, some sort of noise, some sort of sign that it had happened along your journey or in the night. But what you see are two towers remaining, red and green, and you see a thick but clear like plume of smoke that's rising out of it in like a slightly bent arc. The dragon, the dragon was there. And it looked like there's some damage. The dragon could still be there, but through the spyglass, that's what you see is the two towers. Can you roll wit for me, please? I would love to roll wit. Uh, 16. 16. You see the two towers and the red tower. It looks like there's an almost perfect like half circle scraped out of one side of it. And the 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 green tower, I'm sorry, the green tower is resolute. The blue tower is is gone. You can't see it over over the ridges and the, and the tree lines. There's that thick plume of smoke. And as you sit up in the cold winter wind, your your robes like whipping around you and look through the spyglass over this expanse, you see the tip of the red tower where that half circle has been out. Mm-hmm. You see like bits of movement in and on it and around it. And then what's left of it of that top where it's been cut in in two almost, it just kind of like collapses in on itself and slams against the bottom. And then you see this whole top of the spire like slowly, um, silently drift off and fall below your vision. So the green tower is the only one that's standing, correct? Green tower is what still stands. And with a 17, you also see this distant flickering speck of rainbow light coming your way oh you can see behind the dragon behind zale the dark clouds of this gentle winter storm are getting ripped and pulled behind its form like spiraling out like one long tail it is like a missile of electric fire coming your way over the tree lines you can you can see the cedars bending in towards its path of flight from the pressure being ripped asunder everything down below from the force of this thing's movement is being uprooted and cast to the side it will be on watchtower harvest within a few hours i'm going to immediately go downstairs and i'm just gonna go ruin our little party he's gonna say okay dragon on the way we're gonna use the door we're gonna walk through the door right now Echo looks up. She says, what? Arlo, what? Like everyone? Everyone. Where to? We got to go to Veermore. Okay. 
we're going to need to do this now. Okay, so I guess... Uh, We've got an hour and a half. Fearmore can give us cover, but we can hide here too. <laughs> Not against this. <laughs> no. It is... There's only one tower left in Sunbeam now. The green one. And I saw the red one collapse. And the dragon is headed straight here. It just knows we're here. And if it did that to both of those towers in a matter of half a day, this got, is nothing. We've got rich lines. We've got tree cover. We're not an obvious target. No, we have Then to why leave. is it heading our way? Okay. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, there's 30 people in the tower. I'll go get them. Okay. Sprints into the tower with Zilt behind him, uh, behind her. Well, uh, I suppose since um, I've never been to Veermall, I've either, I know Gwydion has been to uh, Veermall, so I suppose you're the one to turn the knob. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. Echo is already, like, pulling the mithril pouch out of her bag. Herbert's doing the same. Alistair stands up and says, oh, fuck. What? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is about to be... Well, uh, I hope Hang you like me... Hang on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you like the woods, because that's where we're going. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, sir. Oh, you're on the wrong continent, sir. Can I just stay here? You can if you want to die. You can if you want to. Okay, I mean, there's received. a good chance you won't die. No, I don't think there is. Well, I mean, no, I heard you. Let's open the door, whatever that is, and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's like open you. the door. <laughs> please. I'm going to go back up to the top of the tower. Okay. And I'm going to look through the spyglass. There's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I am going to discern Zale. <laughs> I have to. It's my job. You can see him, right? Or them or the um so how does that how does that what are you doing? Works on site, bud. <laughs> What's his HP? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can discern him twice. I want his HP. Okay. Two. And <laughs> with a very sturdy two. And um I didn't expect you to let me do this, so um <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's I mean you can get his I HP can. from that, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to know his weakness. His weakness. His weakness. It's the sword. I think you know his weakness. Well, sure. A sword can be a weakness. <laughs> no, but it's like, not a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But like, like where did is it, it his armpits? Is it Ma. the glowing jewel in his chest? Mm. Is it his eyes? Okay. Like so his it, actual physical weakness. It's the beehole. Yeah. You pull Fucking the, knew it. <laughs> you pull out the telescope and you and you look through and get a good read on on. Zale. I think we're not going to focus on this right now because I think I think only Spadefoot sees Zale. So um That's fair. I'm I'm interested in like I, I'm interested in not showing Zale here, right? I'm interested in just Spadefoot just seeing him. Okay. So then we can filter it down. Yeah, this will be interesting. So what you're seeing is gargantuan form like spiraling through the clouds in your direction. At this point, like <clears throat> Spadefoot is getting these panicked like half glances at different spots you calculate your the the might of this thing the size the force i'm going to tell you 120 points of health okay and that's your, fucking a lot your yeah. last glance as you are seeing this like this like symphony of ancient heavily textured rainbow scales like dancing in the wind crackling with lightning coming your way you see this like spot this sliver of exposed spiraled out rainbow skin like an ocean of like a kaleidoscopic ocean you see there's this mark where there are no scales where 
the oldest king of Yaddle struck true with the blade, <laughs> something Spadefoot didn't know of, um, but that was foretold in the library. But now Spadefoot sees this. Spadefoot not only discovers this, but also sees this in the flesh, this primordial mark that's run jagged across Zale's neck. The dragon is coming. The people are filing out of Watchtower Harvest in a line, this this new group of 30 people. Here we go. And the pieces of the doorknob are being passed to Gwydion. Okay. We'll see you next time.